Mm-hmm. Welcome to another episode of Middle Ground with JLE LLC, where we treat you like family. We're live on location for Renaissance Center with a former guest from season eight, Dr. Janice Newby, at her book signing release. It's pretty awesome. Start the show. Good evening. Good evening. Talking with you about the book. Sure. Uh, and the name of it. Yes. Thank you for having me this evening. The name of my book is Broken by Trauma But Not Destroyed, Healed by the Saving Grace of Faith. And so what we're going to experience this evening is just different speakers that are going to speak on different bouts of areas of trauma, as well as have an opportunity to hear a little bit of their story. Um, So I'm looking forward to this evening. And as I get started also, I'm going to have our book reviewer, Dr. Lisa Fuller speak, as well as our forward that is written by director Karen Sheffield. So we shall begin. Thank you. Here we go. Well, Dr. Jen, thank you for the opportunity and for allowing me to be here. And I just want to share with you and to share with you all, I am so honored and I am so excited for you because I just want to lay a foundation of, of who I am so it would get significance to the book review that I did. So I'm a psychiatrist of over 30 years, and also I am an apostle of the Lord's Church. And as a result, what I see when I read was Dr. Jan gives the example. She gives the definition of trauma. She gives examples personal of trauma. Not only that, but she gives a discussion of trauma and ways that you can utilize your faith in order to be whole and provide healing. So I highly recommend this book without reservation, and I pray that God gives you supernatural favor. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. Amen. Good evening. Uh, I am also delighted to be here. I actually work daily with uh, Dr. Newby. Uh, I know all of her gifts and talents because she utilizes them every day in the work that we do with trauma victims. I personally have worked with this uh, crime victim service program called Open Arms and it deals specifically with trauma and those who have experienced trauma through various situations in their life. I've been doing this work for about 21 years I also uh, pastor a church on the east side of Detroit, where I deal with uh, many of my congregants who have also experienced death, loss, homicide, and trauma. So I know the importance of having that foundation of the gospel of Jesus Christ to carry you through as you deal with all of these experiences that you have in life. But it's just a a blessing to have psychotherapists and other clinicians who know the work around trauma. Not everybody can help people who have been traumatized. They have to have an understanding of what it means to be trauma-informed and be able to use their gifts. But the special part about this particular book is that it intertwines the gospel into the healing process. So we have experiences even through our programs when people are in touch with their spirituality, with the power that they have within, 
that also helps them to grow and to be able to deal with all of the daily traumas that they experience. So I'm excited that this book has been written. It's not her first book, so we know she has a lot of wisdom to share, and she is sharing it with so many people. So it, it's a blessing, and she will truly be a, a blessing to others. Thank you very much. Thank you for everyone that is here and many that are um, coming. But as we are sitting at this round table, you are going to have an opportunity to hear testimonies of persons that have experienced, again, different bouts and different areas of trauma. Um, so I'm thankful that throughout the book, it was written from blood, sweat, and tears, I should say. Um, as there was a lot of labor in the pages that you're going to read, and it's actually going to display different passages of situations and turmoils and uh, trauma that have been experienced in the lives of different people from all walks of life. I should say, so individually um, in writing the book, it just shows how a person can experience trauma and the different process that a person would end up going through when they're experiencing these di different bouts of trauma, from emotional trauma to physical trauma to psychological trauma, grief trauma, of which I spoke on this morning. So I, I know that this season is presenting a lot of grief, um, but there definitely is a difference between grief and bereavement, and I know if you've lost someone, that, that's a differentiation between that. But as far as trauma that is experiencing from a loss, it's, it's non-linear, which means that you can actually experience trauma at a very early age and then have a re-traumatization later on in life. And so the book will disclose, uh, again, how a person has experienced it, but also how they can be healed. And so ultimately through the healing uh, faith and grace that um, can happen in, in a person embarking on that and intertwining in their life. And so without further ado, I am actually gonna have one of our guest speakers, Angel Young, um, to come to the front and she's going to express this area of trauma and around the room you will see portraits of her art that actually discloses um, how her trauma was experienced but I'm going to allow her to come and share as in her own way. Hi everybody, Hi. Um, I'm Angel as you've heard um, and I'm just going to tell you a little bit about my story and what trauma means to me like we all go through trauma at some point in time in our life and it's not easy um but for me personally uh it started with a guy who i met and he was amazing however it was a facade and later down that road after countless hospital visits um infidelity a child after the infidelity um it was hard I'm in college, I'm working two jobs, taking like five classes, I had a dog, and life just got tough. I wasn't cool with my family at the time, so it was just me and God. And at this time, I was honestly angry at God because I wasn't understanding 
um, what was going on in my life. So I was tired. It got to a point where I decided to take my life. But before that was even possible, put my phone on Do Not Disturb and I got ready to... And shockingly, I got five calls. And if, if you know what Do Not Disturb is, you can't get any calls. So I'm like, okay, why, who are these people and why am I getting these calls? Three of those calls is from my grandmother, who I haven't spoke to in months. And the other two were from my pastor, who I haven't spoke to in like two years. <laughs> and I just pondered and I thought, okay, I'm like, okay, why, why now? Why now? So I called my granny back and we just we talk and she just kept saying these little sayings like, God, don't give you more than what you can bear and you have a purpose for your life. And I'm like, okay, I haven't talked to this lady in months, okay? She's calling me now saying all these sayings, why? So I decided to go to bed that night after just thinking, okay, all right, maybe God does have a plan for my life. And I woke up the next morning and I had this life-changing encounter with God. Um, it was after I came home from work and I basically told the guy I was done with him. Mind you, we lived together. So he wasn't happy and more abuse, more crying. And I said, okay, I can figure this out, God, we can do this. We can work together. And my friend recommended a therapist. So I'm calling her crying like, hey, can you get me out of here? I don't know how I'm going to make it home. I'm not even cool with my family. Can you help me? But it's one thing about God, he's going to make a way, right? So, um, we made a way, and one day turned into one month, and one month turned into one year, and here we are, still alive. And I, um, actually, part of my purpose is to tell my story through my artwork and also tell other people my story. So, as you can see, I have five pieces here, and it's a part of my entire journey of being in that relationship and how I overcame it. Um, there's a total of 17 pieces, um, but it was tough, but we made it through, and I thank you guys for hearing my story. So, Angel, can you just uh, briefly say what each portrait actually represents? Okay. So, the portrait in the back corner, um, as you can see, there's like the search warrant in to the piece and a girl that is blind because when you're dealing with someone in a domestic violence relationship you're dealing with a lot of gaslighting a lot of manipulation a lot of love bombing and i was blind i couldn't i didn't want to hear what anyone had to say because i was in front of him and um as you can see she's broken at the bottom and she has glitter on the outside of her body and that is just to represent that there is beauty in your wickedness um, so we have this one, mixed personalities. Um, as you can see, you have someone angry and someone crying and just puzzled in general because that's how I felt. And my favorite, D&D, um, simply because my granny interrupted the call and saved my life. Um, Discouraged, not defeated is the name of the piece. And I felt like I was running out of time. You know, like I said, I was struggling working. I was alone. I was angry. Always, I had anxiety. I suffered from anxiety. And brokenhearted. Um, this piece, I call it free-ish, because this was the point in time where I started to wake up and like say, okay, God, we can do this together. And I continued to seek 
healing and I got a therapist and continue to seek the word and that is free-ish. And the last one is awakening. Um, this one was inspired by the scripture, who the sun sets free is free indeed. And I can say now that we're, that relationship was from 2018 till 2020, early 2021. So, um, yeah, we are here. Awesome. Amen. Well, each of your books I'm going to sign as we pass them down um, to the end of the table. And you should have felt, you would have been able to fill out a actual um, three by five card. Um, and then I'm going to be signing them. And so if you like, you can um, go out and have some more observes, and we're going to ask the next speaker to come in. So you can pull your books up. Your five cards should be in your book. Oh, they didn't give you three by five? Okay. So, they were trying to do a lot. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm going to ask for the next person. I mean, the, the next person to come in that's going to be speaking. Um, I mean, you guys are going out? Close up of the picture. Artwork she did. Everybody close but awesome artwork. We're transition. Hope you enjoying. <laughs> we need to get my photography on. 
Excuse me, excuse me. Put your name on the bird. Yes. Close up her sign of the books. Chris, can you grab the next, uh, where's Eric Hill? Yeah, thank you. Is that author life signing books? Yeah. She fast with it too. Location of book release, downtown Detroit Renaissance. That middle ground up there. Getting ready to do round two.
because those minds and souls are stimulated by some dark things. But in law enforcement, these officers that serve men and women, uh, we are consumed with that. Sometimes if you cross that line, we call it a blue line, but it's just life. Where you lose yourself and your spirituality, uh, it's hard to come back out of it. So then you see breaking news of a guy making a traffic stop and this officer all of a sudden goes beyond and does something that's going to cost him his life or that individual. When we have Black Lives Matter, we have All Lives Matter, and we have points where individuals who are sworn to protect and serve are now doing some things that's unheard of because they became that beast that they're supposed to fight. But when you lose your soul, you lose your focus, you lose yourself. So when you seek help, and that's another thing that we are really in need of is, is a resource. When someone seeks help, but once you know who you are, and it seems you represent something, you, you're blamed and talked about. Uh, but I already got my time up. But uh, <laughs> again, in law enforcement, when you see an officer smile wave, ask them, are you all right? How are you doing today? You'd be surprised the burden stuff that you would take off of that officer. He can smile and have a good day. So we are human too, and a lot has changed, but nothing has changed with being human beings and being God's children. So with the book, that's gonna inspire me. I'm gonna pass it on to a roll call. And doctor has done a lot with quite a few law enforcement agencies to uh, direct this in the right path. And I thank her for that and thank you for your time. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Moving along, a lot of good information. Had a national number called 988. Need mental health help. 
stuck. I was sentenced to 15 to 20 years in prison. So we talk about trauma, right? So in in that time, in the, in that time, you're you're mad, you're frustrated, you're a 20-year-old kid, you know your hands are innocent, right? So the same God that knew I didn't do anything wrong, allowed this, allowed it to happen for his glory. Mm -hmm. You don't know that then, right? Because you're 20 years old. And inside of there, I've seen some things that if I told you, you wouldn't believe me. But I hold, I held on to the very same God that I was angry at, mm -hmm. right? Because faith, is the substance of things hoped for, right? So you got to have substance to hope for something, right? So now I'm going to speed it up because I'm talking to in correlation with my sister's trauma. 2010, I heard I was praying, and I'm still in prison. And I said, God, you know I didn't do anything wrong. He said, son, don't worry about nothing. I'm going to take care of you the rest of your life. This is in 2010, right? From that day on, 
my life changed. My circumstances didn't change, but my life changed, right? Because you know what you heard. So if you are a believer and you know that voice, it is God's burden to come through. The burden is on him to come through. You have to get out the way. You have to truly, truly get off, get out the way. Because the word says, cast your cares on him. For his burden is light and his yoke is easy. Right? Now, amen, brother. Now, God's yes does not mean right now. So when he told me that, I received what he told me. But I didn't get out until five years later. Now, when you go to the parole board, the biggest criteria they ask you in order to be released, you have to admit to what you did. Right? I did nothing wrong. I went up to the parole board, told them what happened. If I was to tell you guys the story, you guys would probably say, well, some loopholes, there's something in there, something. But they didn't let me go. I went back 18 months later, told them the same story. Because again, and I'm using this, I'm using Dr. Jan as an example. God did not let did not let Dr. Jan go through what she went through in order for the testimony to be tainted. He did not allow me to go through what I went through for the testimony to be tainted. So even though you're going through the trauma, or even though you experience the trauma, the trauma is not actually for you. It's for somebody else. Because so, we overcome him, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus, and the word of our testimony. So I go in front of that parole board, knowing this. And I have family members tell me, George, the time is already, you did the time. Whether it's over with, I just want you home. And I understand that, especially from my mother. My mother said that. But my testimony couldn't be tainted. I could not stand before you telling this story if it was tainted. So I go to the parole board. I tell them the same story. And the man looked at me and he said, George, I believe you. I believe God got something for you. I believe what you have, it can affect the world. And I'm going to let you go. Mm -hmm. And they let me go. So the trauma, we don't look, I don't look, Dr. Jed, don't look everybody in here that been through some trauma. You don't look like what you've been through because his covering. But you can't do it. Tame it. It's a very, very tough thing to do. But if you say you believe, the burden is on him to come through and not you. Thank you. Amen. Oh, yes. Um, it's coming out next year. It's called Unburned. And the reason it's called Unburned because you're in the fire. You get in the fire. But you're not gonna be burned, right? You're gonna get hot. You might sweat. You might feel the heat, but it ain't gonna come nigh to you. 
right? Because you have the daddy. That's why I call him the daddy. Mm -hmm. yeah. You got him standing there with you, right? But he has to be able to trust you with testimony, man. Yes. And lady, <laughs> he got to be able to trust you with the testimony. So mm -hmm. he did not let us go through experience trauma for ourselves, even though we went through it. It is for somebody else. No, I'm saying. All right. I grew up with a mother and a family, 
That's what they did when they get drunk. They would fight each other, fight their wives or whatever. So to me, it was kind of quote unquote normal, if you will. But I was not used to that uh, for myself. My first marriage, been married twice, the first marriage, uh, we were high school sweethearts, if you will. And he was the first one that, um, you, you know, that, that would fight and all of that. And I had to learn to fight back. Uh, the second person, we were married for 10 years, two children. Uh, the second uh, marriage, I thought it was okay. He was a pastor, preacher, if you will. So I'm thinking everything is okay. But then that was even worse than the first one. Uh, number one, um, the coming trauma uh, with him was awful. Um, because he would threaten me every other two and a half days. I started counting the days. And he would tell me, if you ever leave me, I'm going to find you. There's not enough room between heaven and hell that I can't find you. And when I find you, I'm going to kill you, chop you up in little bitty pieces and put you in a manhole that they would never find you. So when you hear that after two, two and a half, three days, you kind of, it gets in your psyche, it gets in your mind. But uh, I learned that, uh, it, you know, it was a shut down thing for me. And I was really, really, really traumatized back in that day. I did not know any resources. They have resources now, but I didn't know of any at that particular time. So we stayed married or we were in that relationship for 10 years. Uh, but God is so good. Um, <clears throat> lived on the east side and I could walk to... Wayne County Community College over there on, what is that, Dickerson Hopper area. So I started the little place in my spirit to go to school, even though I finished high school down south. But um, in going to school, I didn't know, but that was my out. He didn't want me going anywhere. Couldn't go on the lawn, couldn't water the grass and all of those types of things. Had to stay in the back, had to stay in the house and all of that. Didn't realize I was traumatized. You know. But Going to school, it was okay with him for me to go to school. So I went to school and um, finished, got my social degree, okay. Before I graduated from there, some uh, someone came from uh, Merrick Grove and talked about a, 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 um, uh, another uh, aspect of domestic violence. So I joined, I signed up for Merrick Grove. Then when I, before I completed Maryville, somebody came from Wayne County, I mean Wayne State, and said they had a, um, a, a course where you could go. It, it was a two-year course, but you could do it in one year, so I did that. Not knowing what I was going to do, but the Lord placed in my spirit to learn about domestic violence. And so that started my journey. And there were a lot of questions I had for myself. Uh, why did I stay? Why, did, why couldn't I get out? Why I didn't get out? There was no one really to talk to in, in the church back in the day. Uh, I had to keep things to myself because I'm thinking, okay, you, your husband, is a, he's not a pastor, but he's a preacher, so who are you going to talk to? And I felt that my job was to make sure I take care of his reputation. That's my time. Okay. So, but anyway, uh, the Lord is so good. He brought me through all of that. I, I found I have a book. It's healing. 
and I did talk to Dr. Newby about that. So we, we are going to work on that. But I have my own business. Um, I rise counseling. I'm going to say this. Give me another minute. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I called it I rise because I was um, sitting in class and the Lord gave me some words and different words, encouraged and safe and all of that. And I put the words together and, you know, and I looked at it. And I don't know, we just came together, I rise, I am restored, I am inspired, I am safe, and I am encouraged. That's where the I rise come in at. So uh, God is good. I thank you for my journey. It, it has already been said. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to do. But God covered me and allowed me to move out of that house and give me a place to stay for me and my children. So I'm glad for that. And now I help women. I try to help. Um, but, I, you know, and do what I can do to help them because of my own experience. I only tried to commit suicide one time. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad it didn't work. Amen. <laughs> We're doing allowing people to go in and out, so if you guys want to go in and out, but you can move right along to George, and we'll be finished up for the evening. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, evening, everybody. Good evening, George. All right. uh, I don't even know why I'm the anchor. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have a lot of very uh, you know, words for these stories and these life experiences, they're not the type that make you happy to say, oh, wow. They're, they're, you know, those, these struggles that we all deal with are like nightmares to most people. But we are the ones that are special because we can get through and continue to move forward, even through these traumatic situations. So I, I'm not going to share a story uh, in the sense of how everybody else did. Um, so I was speaking to Dr. Newby about a month ago. And I was relating to her how the different traumas affect me and how I was relating it to another person that deals with trauma. And it went in the sense of, you know, PTSD, anxiety, depression, and those three. And imagine being in the basement, no lights, and you have those three in the other corners and you're in one corner. So you know you need to get out of this basement because there's a lot of stuff going on. And while you're in this and trapped in this capsule in your mind, you're at work or you're dealing with your children or whatever it is that you have to do on a daily basis for your life to function. You're doing these things, but you're in this basement mentally. You've got to get out. So you're headed towards the stairs. And as soon as you head to the stairs, one of the things in the corner jumps up, runs over to you, grabs you, says, don't go. Where are you going? And that's anxiety. Mm -hmm. So now anxiety is telling you to stay in this basement with them, and you're trying to get up these stairs. Like, no, I, I got something to do. Like, all these people, I can't break down right now. It could be happening to me right now while I'm speaking to you. It could be happening to you while you're in this chair. But you're still trying to get up the stairs. So what's next? As you climb these stairs, trying to get up this basement, the next one gets up. Because anxiety is like, I need some help. Not listening. We need to keep them down here. Because this is where all our fun is. But this is where your depression, your anxiety, your PTSD, your 
your shell is. So now that you're climbing and climbing, you got this big giant fluffy snuffleupagus type thing. Come on, you don't want to go anywhere. You need to stay here. This is where you want to be. You know you're not going to accomplish that. You know you're not going to succeed. You know you just need to stay here and just be in this, this evil. And that's depression. So depression just hugs you with all these negative things in your head. All these things in your heart getting you to feel as if you don't have what it takes in order to move forward. Even though you might have the training, you might have the education, you might have all the accolades that you need and everybody thinks you're wonderful and great at what you do. But inside you, you just have this stuff that's keeping you from getting where you need to go. Now, as a person with determination, you're like, I'm not going to stay here. I got to get out of here. My mama told me I'm better than this. My daddy told me I need to do something. My family said I'm great. But you're still stuck inside your own head. So now you're almost at the top stair. Almost there. Got your hand on the door. And they both scream out, hey, we need some help. You're not listening. So now, what do you have? This PTSD. Now, how does PTSD hit you? Now, as a veteran, I can give you my example of how it hits and how it affects me. So just, you've seen the videos of drill instructors. Just in the face, just, just imagine this real quick, fast, and in your face, and just screaming at you with all the most negative stuff that you can imagine. And you're just here. You're literally trying to do a job. You're literally trying to, to speak somebody off a cliff, and you don't want to. You're literally, all these different things that you're trying to do and accomplish, but you're dealing with all these things internally. And you're trying to get out of the basement. It's dark down here. It's a lot of things going on. You're trying to get these recurring thoughts out of your head. You're trying to get all the negative stuff out of your head. But you have to keep pushing and have the faith and belief to understand that on the other side of that door is your belief. On the other side of that door is your salvation. That God has something better for you as soon as you take the steps and go through that door. You can't give up. You can't give in. And it's a difficult task. Because everybody in this building right now that I'm seeing looks awesome, wonderful. Looks as if you have all types of success. But that doesn't mean that trauma isn't grabbing you on the inside as we speak, as I speak, and telling you that you can't move forward. You gotta knock that stuff off, dust it off, say, God, either you got me or you don't, because I don't know what to do. And I'm gonna move forward with faith and understand that on the other side of this situation, I want to see something great. That's my story. Well, I appreciate everyone that has had an opportunity to speak and share with uh, each and everyone that is here tonight. It has truly been a blessing um, that we have had this time. I definitely want you to have an opportunity to continue to look at the artwork. And we also have a, uh, I would say, I don't know if she's considered an artist, but she's considered a woman that has some wonderful talent sitting at the table also. Um, I just wanted to thank her for being here tonight. <laughs> so um, just give me of your, out of your heart and out of your talent. Um, and being able to share as well, even out of uh, what, again, the book speaks to out of my trauma 
um, experience in this, the healing um, by the saving grace of faith is, is what it will take to come up out of almost the ashes and do something as George was just speaking to of saying how sometimes you got to have that determination as well as motivation to just continue to thrust forward irregardless of what may have come. Um, 70% of Americans, uh, anyone across the U.S. has experienced trauma. And we have noticed it over the last couple years from when COVID-19 hit. So you may have had a family member or you may have experienced it, but every, each and every one of us actually has experienced trauma. Um, and so whether it was from past childhood trauma or on up, you, if you know someone, definitely I would say and recommend having them grieve broken by trauma but not destroyed and it'll definitely go in into their lives and make a difference so thank you for being here so if you have books that need to be signed please place them at the head of the table there may have been a three by five card that has been given to you and I, I definitely have to give accolades to everyone that has been a part. So, either if you want to. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you did FaceTime Live and just uh, got on the Wi Fi here and switched it to our TV out there. Too. Yeah, using StreamYard. It's on my LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube channel. So if you go to Middle Ground with J.O.E. on YouTube, you watch it live. Powerful book release, a lot of great stories, a lot of great overcoming. Underlying thing, without God, you ain't got it. So find them, trust them, put the work in, do better. Till next time, everybody, season nine premiere episode is coming up in a little bit. Have a great weekend.